0: Welcome to the Draft Doctors podcast, your home of weekly draft content. Now here's Steve, Jono, Cam and the Statesman. G'day everyone and welcome back to the Draft Doctors. I'm your host, Stevie Fears. Today we're talking sleepers. Woo, big episode. Everyone wants to know about the late round values you can get. Someone who's always providing you
1: with some value. Cam, how are you? Damn, I, did, I was not expecting that to be a throw to me. Uh, yeah, doing really, really well, uh, and pumped for this show. This is one of my favorite shows of the year because, it, you know, I get a lot out of it talking to you boys and seeing where your heads at uh, with the sort of you know maybe picks that are a little bit out there and you might not have thought about uh, post trade period. So, yeah, looking forward to this one, and also because it's highly speculative. Love it, just being highly speculative, and and no one's wrong yet
0: yeah absolutely absolutely no one's wrong uh except all the people who thought twitter would go down they, they all i heard was twitter was going down uh and then it didn't go down like uh this girl i met uh, a few years ago called <laughs> jody uh she was gonna go anyway um enough of that Stato, how are you
2: i'm very well and i, I do like this pod as well i I might actually, over the Christmas break, spend a little bit of time and go back on the uh, the seasons past and actually do a little bit of a scorecard because uh, Cam's right is no one's wrong at the moment. We've got all these grandiose ideas. I'd love to have a little look at the scoreboard. So a little bit like uh, we did for the um, 22 under 22 a couple of weeks back. That might be uh, worthwhile and a few little giggles and uh uh, maybe a bit of uh, a montage for a you suck show.
0: Yeah, that'd be that'd be interesting. Something that might suck is the the World Cup, uh, where apparently you can't drink beer unless you're really rich and in one of the really rich people boxes. But maybe uh, less people will uh, beat their significant others. Cam, you seem to like a sport that ends in draws. <laughs> Jeez, I'm so glad, you,
1: so glad you didn't just say, Cam, you seem to like to beat your significant other. It's like, whoa, hang on there. Um, and I love that more people are up in arms about the not being able to drink beer at the World Cup than the 6,500 people who died during the construction of the stadiums.
2: Really? It. Is it that much?
1: That, that's the, the, you know, the figure that is on some news websites going around.
0: God damn. Yeah, it's a lot, lot of people. A lot of yeah. people. Yeah, a lot of people.
1: Anyway, anyway, uh, yes. Uh, on that, on that happy note, uh, yeah, yeah. my my first uh, sleeper, and it um, people remember a few years ago when uh, the fantasy community, and I'm sure you both remember this because we we covered it extensively. It, people were split between Josh Dunkley and Toby McLean for who's going to get midfield time at the Dogs. Toby McLean, the season prior, had uh, been. Massive, like he he was averaging over 105, upwards of 120 some games, looking really good. Did his shoulder, and then Dunkley took that role for the end of the year, and did pretty much the same thing. So everyone was sort of like, "Well, well Toby should be back from his you know shoulder, and he had first crack. Oh, but Josh Dunkley looked better, and you know, there's a whole thing. And they were both listed as forwards, so you know they were both likely to get drafted. You know, in the first two rounds, it was a, a whole thing. I think people are going into next season, people are assuming that Tobias is going to have first crack at that role with that sort of history in their mind. They're sort of thinking, well, he was doing that role prior and he was really good at it uh, before he got injured and it seems like he'd be the next cab off the rank to Dunkley out. But I kind of, I think there might be another person. First of all, I think it's going to split across a few people rather than just go to one person, but I think there might be some other people to consider. So, Trelaw, his CBA output was lowish last season at 37%. He'll probably get a little bit of a bump back up to towards that 50% mark. But the one and the sleeper that I'm talking about today uh, that I'm keen on is uh, at least just to observe in the preseason is Riley West. Um, he managed to play 13 games in the senior side last year as a Toby Green-like uh, target in the forward line. And he had mixed success. There are a couple of games where he kicked a couple of bags one game i think he went for uh let me just double check 112 afl fantasy 121 super coach on the back of three goals uh, and 19 disposals but what people may not know is that riley west plied his trade as a junior and he does in the vfl as a contested ball winner so he's his contested numbers were really strong uh in in the twos and also in the um when he was coming through the ranks, so I, I think, listed as a forward. Even if he only attends twenty percent of CBAs, but if he's around the ball at stoppages, I think there's a world where you know he could be a really good value F five or F four, um, you know, with a half decent average of you know seventy five to eighty. Yeah, I think yeah, uh, it could be a good value pickup.
2: Riley West, Toby Green-like. So you had me early until you mentioned the fucking gun's name. No, no to be, to be fair, it, it, it's all about role, isn't it? So he's, he's not going to be like Toby where he can average 90 as a deep forward. Um, but you ride. Right, he's, he's sort of core, uh, is that inside midfielder. Um, I, I was probably hesitant on Bulldogs last season because there was the old too many cooks. Um, we've got a great opportunity. Someone's going to pop from this. so there's, Someone's going to benefit hugely. And it may, m- may not be uh, the lesser likes. It might be just a McRae just comes back up to be absolutely elite. But Riley West has got the game. It's just really dependent on the role.
1: And that, that's it. So for me, like I was kind of looking at the stats on the others and it's hard to see where they'll get little bumps. Like McRae obviously was down a few across a few different stats last year, um, but he had the opportunity, right? So the opportunity was there, but the stats didn't follow. I think for Riley West, doesn't have the stats, but he didn't have the opportunity either. So there's a, a fair bit of upside there if he can get the right role.
0: Yeah, fair play. Fair play. Uh, it's all about the role. And yeah, having that forward status, absolutely much rather swing at that than something else. Uh, we'll say that, you know, people were going off half-cocked about Elon taking over Twitter and just just megalomaniac making irrational decisions. Well, anyone who's drafted a Bulldogs player in the past six years has <laughs> dealt with this already. <laughs> yeah. For years on end, you've been yeah. dealing with a, an irrational megalomaniac uh, so it can't be any <laughs> surprise uh, taking a Bulldogs player. You just you wear it or you move on. Anyway, Stato, who have you got?
2: Yes, my first sleeper. Well, the Hawks are in a big development phase with their rebuild. Uh, out the door this year is Tom Mitchell, Jacob Baum, Liam Shields, Tom Phillips, and Daniel Howe, which all points to a major change in their midfield mix. A player who originally had some hype but somewhat disappointing heading into his fourth season, is now a sleeper, and that's Will Day. Their defence looks solid. Sicily, Scrimshaw, Hardwick, CJ, Impey, Hardigan, Frost, and DGB, just to name a few, and that's not including um, Bramble as well. So that's uh, nine defenders they've got to pick from. So with a new-look midfield, it is very likely that the talented day will become a permanent wingman. Point to note here, two of his three highest scores in his career have been games on the wing, and both of these were in the 90s. With defensive status and an average of 61 last season from 17 games, he should be well down the board and a great little sleeper late in the draft.
0: Yeah, he had a bit of bit of hype last year, mm. and it's probably the team with the most opportunity. Yeah,
1: yeah, absolutely. For him, it's just a uh, body as well, right? Like, they op- yeah. especially for a sleeper, he can't really go wrong. But um, yeah, for him, if he can string together a few games without injury, that'll be be good for him. I reckon.
2: Yeah, seventeen games this year,
1: so that's a that's a
2: step in the right direction. And let's face it, it's. Uh, He's been quite slight. So this is his fourth year in the gym. So let's hope he builds a little bit more strength um, into his body that creates that model where he is
0: injured less. Does he have defender status, you think?
2: Yes, absolutely. So he was um, mainly a defender last year.
0: The only, like, and this is why I might not go for someone like a Will Day, is I just worry how many points there are on the Hawthorne wing.
2: Yeah, it's a good question, but he's the type they want the ball in his
0: hands. I've heard that before. Yeah. Anyway, fair enough. I certainly liked his chops in the past. So I'll start off with Sam Flanders as my first pick. Uh, Heading into what? What? My
2: boy Flanders. Love love me a bit of Flanders.
0: (laughs) So fourth season. Uh, I feel like now's the time he's ready to be added to the midfield mix at the Suns. Which is it's probably not something I look for. I, I usually look for a vacancy when I'm I'm doing these things. So like a, a Josh Ward at Hawthorn's probably more the easy pick, but I think Flanders is the the pick for me. He he's been pumped up by Jew Heavy. He had a, just an incredible finish to the VFL final season. He, he did play in the AFL season uh, in the AFL team at the back end of the year, but they put him in the VFL team. Uh, three straight 150-plus AFL Fantasy scores uh, round 23 in the finals. Uh, average Did average 117 across the VFL season. Only played the 29 games in the in the ones, but uh, I really feel like the club's going to start moving on from playing the guys like the Fiorini. They're obviously prepared to put him up as a trade target he has the inside outside game, can take a lot of marks, can lay a lot of tackles. I think maybe Swallow starts to move forward. They they tried these guys like the Fiorinis and the Um Davies and this sort of guy. So I'm just I'm 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 all in on Flanders season and he may carry that forward status. I'm not hundred percent on that, but he may.
2: I think he does have forward status. He just hasn't had the opportunity and the guts to Sort of demand that sixty five percent, which uh, uh effectively rules out any other positioning, but look i 've been hot on him for a couple of years, so i 'm certainly hoping it happens, and you 're right, you sort of mention the two that are potentially in his way in in Davies and Fiorini, and I think he 's a much better player in fact, um I actually think he 's the best inside midfielder they 've got but of course someone else come with a number 1 draft tag uh, on him as well but i think he's got the right game uh, let's just hope he gets the right role and be a, a scoring gem
1: i think uh, the only thing that i'd be concerned with, with with him so he's had heaps of opportunities as as a forward pressure player in the sun's lineup and he has not ever really stuck around the challenge they'll have is that you know isaac rankin has is gone and they're going to need someone to fill that hole. And if if he's unlucky unlucky enough to be the guy that plugs it, not good. I think they've
0: got those players though. That that's why I look at their the Suns forward line. I'm like they they've got these guys covered um, in spades. Uh, you got Hollands and Ainsworth as the sort of link between the midfield and the forward line. You got Roses, Jeffrey, uh, Holmans, the pressure forward. They got the talls. I, I, I it's all set up. That's where he has to go. Otherwise, he's going to be out the door at the end of the year because he'll be out of contract. Yeah, for sure. Sure. So, who's your second player there, Cam?
1: Uh, my second one is Nathan O'Driscoll uh, at the Dockers. I think we've talked about him before in the off season, but I just wanted to recover it because it's a really, a, I think, a solid pick. Uh, he's going to come into next year uh, as um, he'll be twenty, going on twenty one uh, through the season next year. He had a really, really good year uh, for his first year in the system last year. He, had, he you know, did one of the 22 under 22 rules, Stato, and cracked the fantasy ton uh, in just his uh, third game, round four. He went 109 off the back of 14 disposals, six handballs, uh, and a couple of goals, actually, which is, again, one of the reasons why I think he could be a really good pick next year. Lake Acres, gone. So there's definitely a vacant wing there, and they've never actually nailed down the two wing spots there except for Acres. Acres was pretty much locked on one side, but they floated a few people on the other side, James Ashe, Liam Henry, uh, and, and a few others around on the other side. They never really found someone to stick it. I kind of think that Nathan O'Driscoll will be that guy, and he'll he'll move. Um, he should come in def- listed as defender, but he'll be... Playing pretty much running up and down the wing, with his ability to hit the scoreboard, um, and the kick mark gameplay that we saw from Frio this year, I think he can be pretty good value uh, late in drafts.
2: I think the only drama with that is um, the fact that I think um, he will be uh, a mid only, so I'm just going to oh, have. Oh, do you a- think? Yeah, is so I, I I think there's no doubt he gets all the opportunities. Mm. So I'm going to have a quick look. So I, I, I um, I'll let Steve is. share his thoughts, but I'll have a quick look at his positioning for this year. Oh,
1: have, have you got that? Have you got his positioning for this year? Yeah. Stato's home. Oh, no, no, no,
2: no, no. Wow. For what, what, where he wow. played this season. Oh,
1: yeah, okay. That yeah, makes... for 2022, this year. Predominantly We're still in 22. Played predominantly defensive uh is what? I'm seeing from the player heat maps on DFS Australia.
2: No, heat maps. I'm talking about starting position.
1: Oh. Have you got that?
2: So yes, of course. Um half forward roll, wing roll, uh outside wing, outside wing. So it looks like the predominantly he is played um as a wing.
1: Yeah, okay. So, so I
2: think he'll be mid only. I mean, it doesn't take away that he's going to have a, a full time role there. I, I, I think Erasmus and O'Driscoll are probably the two definite wings, um, with obviously, um, people like Aish, et cetera, floating through, but he's got a definite role, but I'll be very surprised
1: if he has defender status. So I, if that's the case, I'd suggest it's, he's still asleep because we saw Aker score pretty well. Um, this year, But I'd say it's less of a sleeper than than I'd like. So it, it wouldn't be someone that I'd look to chase for a lottery pick because he won't have the ceiling.
0: Why don't you just mumble off and go, Josh Ward?
1: Yeah, well, that's what I think. <laughs> Josh Ward.
0: <laughs> Very good. Cam, backtracking mid-pod, well done. Yep. Uh, Stater, who have you
2: got? Well, uh, I wasn't having a crack at Cam because I've got a very similar player with my next one, to be honest, who's going to be mid-only, and that's uh, Jeremy Sharp. Um, so we're all expecting a big bump this season, but he found it hard to get in the best 22. He certainly has the tool and has the scoring power to make it. West Coast Eagles were after him. Um, Gold Coast did end up holding it firm. So basically they've got to give him the opportunity or he's gone next year and I think he's the type of player that's going to have a, a big impact in AFL footy for the long term. Uh, like Will Day, he's heading into his fourth season, Um, only averaged 44.9 uh, this year uh, on the back of 11 games. This does include three games as sub, where he had 15, 24 and 32% game time in three of those games. But let's not forget he does have scoring power with 123 against Western Bulldogs, 112 against Brisbane Lions and 88 against Carlton. All three clubs that are hard to score against, uh, all in the space of four rounds in 2021. There are opportunities popping up. So we've got uh, Jack Bowles, Markoff and Rankin, which all will open up opportunities for Sharp. So Rankin was spending time um, outside and inside uh, in the midfield. Uh, Bowser and Markov create a uh, a role in defence, which I think Cam, uh, sorry, um, Brandon Ellis will take. And then all of a sudden, you've got a spot on the wing permanently for Sharpie. Uh, I think this is a great opportunity for a late pick and could potentially make your season if that scoring power we saw in 20. 21 uh, comes, you know, for six, seven games of the season.
0: Ugh. We're going to have three got...
2: breakouts from the Suns. So that's going to be a problem. <laughs> yeah, well, I, I think it's going to happen, though. So w- what they've been doing is just rotating so many players. If, if they're actually going to make finals, they've got to build a bit of stability in the best 22. And you've got to back these in. And the... Flanders fourth season sharp fourth season it's ready for them to explode yeah
0: what happened last year just what happened
2: Yeah, it, it's a, it's a really good question but you you you're trying to obviously they were trying to look at how do we get more out of Rankin and that was pushing him up the ground um that was a key thing you had to look at your your inside mix and I think that's why Davies got to go but I think Davies is a good bull. Um, I, I don't think he's a, he's a you know, best four mid.
0: Yeah. Yeah, fair enough. Fair enough. Cam, do you have any
1: sharp thoughts? Yeah. Yo. Uh, no, completely neutral on Jeremy Sharp. He showed promise and just haven't seen it yet. I'd probably, I think there's others that I'd take a flyer on before him.
0: Noah
1: yeah. O'Driscoll. Between the two, I probably would,
0: even as mid-only. I find it so hard to be convinced on these wings with mid-only.
1: Yeah, it, look, yep, it's, yep. it's tough. I agree with you. Anyway, anyway But
2: but, yeah. but we all know that M7 role um, and the support for the M7 is so important. As soon as you get one or two mids down out, all of a sudden you've got blokes that are scoring 60.
0: Yeah, sure, absolutely, absolutely. Uh, my last player is Ben Long. Uh, he has moved to the Suns. Your Myers oh, now, God. Gold Coast Suns so, from St Kilda. Sorry, yeah. we had Geelong a couple of weeks ago. Just the Suns this week. <laughs> it's it's all Suns. Big season. It, premiership or bust, baby. Yeah, Absolutely. It's coming. <laughs> but hey, look, buy a membership because you're going to want that grand finals ticket. That's that's yep. all I'm saying. Yep. Uh. Yeah, from St Kilda, played variety of roles, variety of roles, never settled. Uh, Seventy-seven games, nineteen in twenty twenty-two, averaged if you know fifties and sixties. Uh, moving across, he looks set to to be locked into a half back role, as Stato said. Um, Jack Bose, Markov out, Weller and Buterick out till mid season. Uh, is the latest report. So th- that's four of your top six rebound 50 players by average uh, from this year. So that rolls up for grabs, in my opinion. Uh, Will Power, I know he got hurt, but he's tracking like he'll be in training by Christmas, apparently. So one to monitor there. He does get nicked up a bit, the old Will Power. I like Long. He should, could have defender forward status, uh, which obviously you're going to want to play uh, someone in the forward status if you can. Uh, time will tell on that one. Stato is grimacing like he just smelled his own fart. Uh, not sure what's happening there. He did have to, i did just looking at his long history of
2: stats. That's what I was
0: it's pretty it's pretty gross. Pretty gross. But you know what they say, Stato, you're only as good as your last game. And he had 17 marks in his last game. So that's what we're going off. Uh, when he had <laughs> like 130 against the Swans in round 23. Uh, the consistency hasn't been there, obviously. But if you've been flipped around in a lot of roles... He's a targeted recruit for, for the Suns. And if you look at what they're doing, they're really going after the Northern Territory factor. Uh, so I, I think they're trying to put a little group of these guys together for the long term. Uh, maybe not the superstar players, the high-end draft pick players, but the guys who can play a role. I think they targeted Long to play that halfback role. Uh, he, he, he has shown good High tackle numbers has got high mark numbers in single games rather than across the season, so I think you could do worse. I think you could do worse at the back end of your draft. Um,
2: so I just had a quick look at his data. He had a had a game in two thousand and twenty one where he was just magnificent. Seventy four percent game time for a massive score of nine.
0: <laughs> well, at least he was fucking playing, not like. Jeremy Sharp. <laughs> <laughs> um,
2: so that 136 is such an outlier. I, I'm so, not, I'm
0: not saying that's the bank, it's a joke. I'm not banking on that, but I think it can ne- be a high never turned up
2: before, not even a conversion of the 2020 season when you add 25%. Did he turn up, uh, ever before in his career? But you're right, it, it is dependent on role. So you, I, I don't know what was going on with that St. Kilda swans match that's quite incredible 130 odd to be your your first ton. that's just absolutely massive but yeah you're right it's um it's going to be interesting to see what his role is but i won't be holding my breath for, for ben long i think he's a good uh defensive player um and i think he can be very accountable very strong in the contest um unsure whether he's going to be fantasy relevant so therefore he's going to be available very late in the draft. Mm.
0: Cam, no takes there. All right, let's move on to the listener questions on Twitter. I shouldn't even say listeners. We might not. They might not listen. They might just mm. ask questions. Yeah, true. Who would? Just, yeah, who would, right? Why would you waste your time? And I'll say this, with the sleepers, we tried to pick guys you haven't heard about, I should say haven't rostered regularly rather than guys who have just fallen back to the pack. Uh, so Ninja says, Toby Nankervis feel like he isn't that must-have guy that is still really serviceable as an R1 that you can pick late. Yeah, it's he's an interesting one, isn't he? I get the feeling Nank's going to go a bit earlier than... Yeah, I don't know. I reckon he could have a bit more hype on him. Uh, who's Who takes time
1: off him? Soldo. Mm. In games where Soldo plays, it's almost like chopping his score in half from memory, but um, when when he's solo, he's unreal. And given, you know, we've basically seen some pretty big off-season moves in the ruck department, I think Steve might be right in that, you know, Nank could be one of the more dependable guys that are left uh, there if you're looking for, you know, if Soldo doesn't play. Hmm. Hmm.
0: We'll see. He's certainly going to be on a roster. Robert, uh, number one, Liam Duggan. Now, see, Liam Duggan's a top 30 defender this year, um, but he thinks he's about to go plus 15, and everyone should jump on now. Plus 15? That's 100, isn't it? Uh, pretty well, close to it. Yeah. Uh, and number two, Wanganin Malira as a keeper, very good footballer, will excel on the outside while the Saints yeah. move dramatically under the at the coalface on the roster boss. It's
2: it's always tough year two. You don't know whether it's going to be the year two breakout um, uh, like a Clayton Oliver or it's a regression before they explode year three. Um, But Wanganine Miller looks very, very good. Um, And I need to pose the question of what you think of uh, Duggan,
0: Steve, because I actually know the answer. Yeah, not much. Yeah. (laughs) He's he's a great – he's broadbent right? Like you, he's broad,
2: he, What's wrong with
0: broadband Actually, I will say Duggan had a pretty good run at the end of the year. Yeah, yeah. Um. So maybe, maybe it seems weird though that it had happened now. Mm. Could happen. And and that good run was his last five. He averaged one hundred and
1: six point six. Pretty good. Pretty good. That's pretty good. Where did he you play, man. Stato? Are you played in defence for those games. Yeah, I'd have to check, mate. Yeah. Okay.
2: I would assume so. I do own him in a
0: in a couple of
2: uh, leagues, but probably by that time I wasn't paying too much attention to West Coast Eagles. To be honest,
0: yeah, there was no CBAs. I'll tell you that much. Uh, Packing sand, do Perryman and Bergman push up boards?
1: I think Perryman. I was wanted to pick Perryman today uh, as a sleeper, but then I, I think he's going to have so much preseason hype on the back of him because he, you know, he's shown that he can. Go close to averaging a hundred if he's playing in the midfield, and I, I'd suggest that's where he's going to be playing. Yeah, and who I, poo- I poo- who left Perryman him. as a sleeper, just yeah. for yeah. listeners. Agree. Yeah,
2: We've been on him for years, to be fair. Yeah. Yep. Um. Now, what about Bergman? What, what list changes happen at Port Adelaide? Who who left Port Adelaide for Berg and Bergman? Uh, Amon
0: Yeah, there you go. Cha Ching. Went to Hawthorne. Will they yep. there's two wings though, Stato, they tell me. There is two wings, thank
2: Christ. Forgot about Amon.
1: I'm not I don't know if I'm sold on Bergman getting the Chalkies over Dursma though. There's two wings,
0: Ken. We just oh, talked about it. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Dan Houston's on the other, isn't he? Yeah, God knows. Uh, Surly, I've got a feeling that a lot of sleeper picks will be ruined by off-brand hype. I agree.
2: Yeah. yeah, It happens a lot.
0: Breno, what's the draft doctor's code for cheap entry to Shed 16? <laughs> Have to ask Jono. Uh, Coxie thinks it's wheelhouse. Ninja says 69 nice. And Russ says balls to the wall. Oh, balls to the kick, wall. Kick it in the dick. <laughs> I'll get you banned That's a red card Uh, Mark Mann says Jake Bowie could be a nice late pickup for a defender
2: Is he going to get defender stead? Did he play last year?
1: Bowie Yeah, he he was I don't think he'll be a sleeper Because he was relevant in Classic last year He had that run where um... He'll be a sleeper yeah, he'll go later. Did he year.
2: play in defence though? Yeah, he he filled he uh,
1: Salem's role in you how Salem got injured early in the year. Bowie came in and ended up playing like 15, oh Bowie. 16. Sorry,
2: I'm thinking of Bose. Sorry, my
1: apologies. Ah. Is... Totally lost it. Of course, Bowie had a
2: massive ton week two or week three or whenever it was. Yeah, yeah.
1: Uh, and I don't know if he will be that good because I'd say Salem will kick back a little bit from this year. He, his average went from. 90 odd the year before and 80 the year before that, down to about 60. Oh, it's just five. body though, isn't it? Yeah, just, it was just, just, just body. Injury. Yeah, and he's still good age. I think Salem more likely to return to form.
0: Who did they pick up for
1: the wing? Melbourne.
0: Oh. Could that, could Brashaw go back a little bit? Any, anyway, yeah, maybe. Um, Nothington says Elliot Yo. Lucky Hunter. Oh, yeah. Yes, that's yeah. right.
1: Yeah, yeah. Mm. Elliot Yard so got bark,
0: bark for John <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: uh,
2: they got into him a bit last week. God bless him,
0: Elliot Yard. What do you? I, don't, I wouldn't know if I call him a sleeper, but what do you think? Is he going to bounce back? Is he cooked? Uh, it's just his body. Isn't it? If he's he's going to bounce back if he's fit.
2: It's as simple as that. If if he can get his body right, um. He'll be massive and it will be a light pick because of the risk of the body.
1: I think of all the mids there, he's, geez, it's weird to say, but besides Tim Kelly, he's the one that has the best body, like from a, a reliability perspective. Ooh. Yeah. Ooh, bit hot on him. Poster? I've, uh, <laughs> Poster? My words have gotten me in trouble. Uh, it seems. <laughs> uh, no, I, I, because you look at Shuey, like Shuey's hamstrings don't exist anymore. And then, you know, Tim Kelly. Plays most games, but then who else they got in the midfield? Sheed. Yeah, he had a he played heaps. Well, usually he's okay. Yeah. Well, mm-hmm. I, I'd be putting my chips in on Sheed and you know, at the uh-huh. Eagles next year. Yeah.
0: Maybe you like that. Uh, what's that, Catherine? Coming. Uh, these are the things I said, but what I actually meant. Now I'm in the shit. <laughs> Is that her name? <laughs> yeah. Uh, liked Lockie Young's finish to the. Season, but with Clarkso coming in a bit harder to rely on late season role and form. That's from real oogie boogie. Yeah. Yeah, he's
1: bang, cool. bang on. You just got to look at the preseason, though.
0: Russ, Keeper Sleeper, Josh Gota. Clarko could be looking to give a younger player Hall slutty backline distributor role. And role change sleeper, Ethan Hughes, started playing wing for Peel when it looked like Akers was going. Same age and build, could push low 80s with Defender status.
2: Uh, don't expect that from Hughes. And the issue with Gota, and I think he's going to be a really good player, but he only played one game this year and scored 86. So he's actually going to be high up on the board um, just because of that average. And then if he's had a good pre-season, people will jump on and go early. Do you- on the back of one game, remarkably, but that's
1: what happens. when he, When he played... In that one game, Soto, I don't know if you remember, but did he play? So, something's telling me he played on the ball. Like he was in No, the, he... in the, No? He, or maybe his junior numbers he played on the ball. Yeah. The, okay. Gotcha. Uh, Dane says, Cher- ch- Cherry, Zeri, ch- Cherry for a breakout. Firm handle <laughs> on the mantle. <laughs> yeah, if, he, if his body doesn't let him down again, then, you know serviceable ruck and again like ruck department's going to be really really interesting next year so it could be worth mm. a good good draft
2: it's a punt ruck year isn't it i think so i Unless know you- we say yeah, that every year but it's really big time punt rucks yep
0: yeah same as last year i don't mind that one uh coxie zorko and hern Sli- S- they're not no <laughs> sleepers are just a void do they can they bounce back wait was Hearn bad Herman was fine.
2: How long's Big Cox been listening to us? I don't, I
0: don't know. know.
2: He doesn't understand the premise of the shows. You've got to think the premierships he's won uh, have been flukes if he's talking like that. Just lucky. Just, you know, popped a 200 score here and there. Strange man. Strange man yeah. with strange questions. Puts, puts a C on blokes that haven't been scoring well and they give him a 200 in a grand final. It's I think
1: the only way he wins. I, I like the fact that he sticks around just to, you know, be a nightmare for Stato. <laughs> <Just> <laughs> you can see him going through flashbacks. You know, that, that happened like five years ago, man. You've you yeah. got to move on.
0: <laughs> Hashtag still salty. <laughs> yeah. uh, Toby says, or asked, Willem Drew coming into his prime? Plenty of defensive mids gone bang later in their career.
1: Can't see it. I just,
0: yeah,
2: I'm I'm not on him. And it's funny, it's, it's those times where you, you know, you get offered him in a, in a trade because he's a, he's that constant, um, um, steak knives sort of put in a, in a trade. Every time I say no to him, he goes and tons up the next week. He's going, mm-hmm. but it's all short, short term, isn't it? He's, when's Willem Drew going to be their number one insider?
0: Just, I don't see it. Stank on Drew. Forked Hawk. Errol Goulden is a bit forgotten with hype around Warner and Rowbottom. He could do what Dylan Moore did this year. And Dom Sheed, back from long-term injury, depleted West Coast midfield.
2: I can't see Aaron, um, Errol Goulden not being in the top 10 forwards in a draft. So yeah. I don't think he's a sleeper. But, but he's a he's, gun. And He's not yeah, a sleeper at all. He'll, he finished yeah. as
0: the 22nd forward by average. And once yeah. you lose... Ten of those blokes, he'll no, nah, he'll be drafted in the first. He's six top rounds. Team. Yep, yep. Top. top sorry, forked. not to be not to be mean there. Hawk, yeah. Maybe? Get forked. Get forked. Uh, and Dom Sheed. Yeah, yeah, we've covered that. Oh, yeah, yeah. I, I think,
2: uh, I think he is a bit of a sleeper, Dom.
0: Yeah, never been a top guy. Been the back end of your midfield, I guess. Fair, Fair enough. Golden features says not maybe not quite a sleeper, but lococious with forward status if he goes back to defence.
2: Yep, he is a sleeper, and if he gets to change a role, he's going to go bang. You reckon he will? Well, it's an opportunity. There's a um, big forward coming back. Mm. What else you got, mate?
0: No, that's it. That's it, man. That is it. I'm out next week, listeners. So,
2: so am I, two, listeners. So... so you're left with Cam and Jono
0: and it was so the, the ratings lowest, go right up
1: the lowest or well, the professionalism will go up that's what will happen uh we won't have have to deal with you schlows.
0: do you know what will happen between your recording and the release is the draft of that show
1: yeah the AFL draft yep yeah cool okay
0: so you can Fantastic. talk about it and then the listeners can hear <laughs> compare <laughs> what you say to the results Yeah. Love that number one
1: pick, the Denver Broncos.
0: (laughs) Yep. Anyway, there you go. What about Connor McKenna? Bit of a sleeper there. Come back to the league. How are we? Yeah. Who does that hurt?
2: No one. Is that just a Daniel Rich replacement?
1: I I think he's going to play on the wing.
2: Uh, Would be my gut. Not not for next year, but is that what they're thinking? Because Daniel Rich probably got one more season.
1: Yeah, maybe. Yeah, could be him and Kitty off the halfback. But yeah, I, I kind of think, because they kept on playing guys like Jackson Pryor off the wing last year. I reckon Huma Cluggage will go there and you'll see um, Conor McKenna on the other one. Interesting. Yeah. Mm, mm. There you
0: go. Food mm. for thought. We'll see you mm. next... Well, I won't see you next week, listeners, but uh will mm. Enjoy. Thanks for listening to
1: the Draft Doctors Podcast. For more tips and in-depth analysis, head over to thedraftdoctors.com.au.